Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. I'm Doug Cunnington, and we have Christy on again for, I think it's the 12th update this year. So we've been going through this 2X Accelerator, and I'm happy to report Christy earned twice as much in 2021, a little bit more than that, actually, than she did in 2020. And we're going to talk about some of the details for December And we're also going to answer some questions that were sent in. So thanks, everyone who sent questions in. Christy, how's it going today? It's going all right. It is frigid here. So staying inside, chatting with you. Yeah, and it's it's cold here in Colorado, but not as cold as Montana. I remember how cold it used to be. (laughs) Remember? Yeah. So congratulations. You hit your Mm -hmm. goal. Like, How how does it feel to work on such a long-term thing like this? It feels good. There were definitely months where I thought it was not going to happen. So it feels really good to kind of sneak over the line at 107% growth from last year. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. And the overall total for 2021 was just about $75,000. And people can go and check the month-by-month earnings on the blog post that is over at Niche Site Project. So we'll link up to that. And there's charts and graphs and, and people can kind of dig in a little bit there. But I mean, December can be a kind of busy time. Did you actually do very much on the site in December? I didn't do very much on the site in December at all, Um, which is okay, I think, because it is supposed to be something that you can leave without a babysitter. So that's good. And I did leave it. Um, But that was partially because I ended up doing a lot of new work for a different client that we'll talk about in a little while. So um, I had to kind of pivot to that and let the site just run on its own. It's nice to take the time off. I love it. Yeah. So a couple things we need to highlight here. So the earnings were actually down compared to November Mm -hmm. by a fairly significant amount because Mm -hmm. we were kind of predicting. I mean, I predicted a couple of times on the record that I thought it could be 10 or 12K without much of a big deal. And we saw maybe the traffic dip a little bit. And we mm-hmm. saw, you know, a couple things that led to the decline. So what's your take on it? Did you see this coming? Like you don't monitor metrics and analytics too closely. So walk us through the month and as you saw this unfold. Sure. So I, as a personal rule, don't check earnings until the 15th of every month because I don't want to obsess over it. So that's just kind of where my personality trends. And so I, I just don't do that anymore. So what I do instead is check on the 15th. The caveat to that is that I do check traffic just over time, anytime. So I just kind of started checking the traffic early December, was seeing that it wasn't really spiking, but it was kind of okay. And then towards the middle of the month, I was like, "Mm, I just don't think that's going to be enough. Don't think it's going to be enough to hit what Doug promised me. Right. Kidding, <laughs> kidding. But um, yeah, so I had a pretty good idea by like mid month that it wasn't gonna blow things out of the water. So I actually wasn't that obsessive about tracking it. Um, I think I checked in again at like the very end of the month. Okay. And the interesting thing is we saw the traffic decline a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
and you don't track your rankings in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a, yeah. in a bit, but the year over year increase from December 2020 to 21 was 38%. However, earnings were down by about 24% from November, 2021 to Mm -hmm. December, 2021. So there's a lot of moving pieces and, you know, when we're not going to go too deep into it, but you could check out the blog post. Basically it's kind of hard to figure out exactly what happened. Now, when you pinged me, I thought, oh, you know what? There was a couple algorithm updates that could have hit your site um, in maybe in a minor way. And I think that probably is the case. Now, um, one question we get all the time and someone sent this in is the distribution on your site from informational content compared to product reviews or best of posts, anything that is buyer related. So what's the breakdown on your site? I would say it's probably about 60-40 of being informational posts that I generate uh, revenue with ads versus buyer's intent posts that I would do affiliate income on. And I usually, not for all of them, but usually I will turn off ads for any clearly buyer's intent posts. So it's usually one or the other. Got it. Okay. So that obviously could play a role. I mean, I think having 60% informational is a a safe range, but you still have, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, some content that's susceptible to fluctuation. Now, one thing that I didn't ask you before, after I went in and did some analysis, which I'll talk about in a second, do you know um, of any other of your competitors that are now outranking you for certain terms, especially like the handful that get the majority of your traffic? So the last time that I really looked through competitor reports is probably over a year ago when I started making up a next hit list of content. So it's been a while. I don't like, I don't track my keywords. I don't track competitor keywords either. So that would be something that probably come January, I'd be looking to get into a little bit and just see which of my top posts went down. And was that taken by a competitor to my niche or possibly someone else in a different niche. Um, Cause I do have a, it's a pretty broad topic. And so it's quite possible that my competitors for a specific article are outside of my niche. Got it. Yep. And I, I observe that as well. And I, I didn't go and, and check, but mm-hmm. you know, you talked about doing competitor analysis and we'll talk more about that probably in a future update, but I'm talking as simple as like, you know, your top term, Googling that, seeing if you still rank number one, and if not, who displaced you? Is it, you know, some competitor? Is it a huge amount of churn on that page? Is it actually like long tail keywords? So there's some pieces that you could check without using like any sophisticated tools. So we'll, we'll look at that. And there's, yeah, I think it's a little hard. You just end up down the rabbit hole because some of my top posts, like my very top post is a product related post. But when I chose that topic, it was not because it had massive amounts of traffic. So it's clearly ranking for a bunch of other things that were not the keyword I intended. So if I was doing, you know, I think like some manual keyword tracking, 
it wouldn't necessarily be tracking the right keywords anymore. You know what I mean? hundred percent. So it, yeah, it's a bit of a rabbit hole and I usually steer clear of some of that, but I would be intrigued going into January just because of some of the goals that we're going to talk about to get more into the data on some of those top performing posts. Cool. So one thing that I'll, I'll read out to people about the analytics, it's not going to be too boring, but you, you were wondering, Hey, what happened? I'm not even sure how to approach it. And I was like, ah, you know, normally I would just maybe compare one month to the previous month or maybe look at the previous year. But in a lot of cases, a site like yours has been on a growth trajectory. It has a lot of variables, things that you Mm -hmm. are doing to help it get more traffic and rank better. And then there are external factors as well, like the algorithm updates or whatever, competitors, for example. So even if we can look at data, we really don't have a super clear picture. So I'll explain what I observed. And then if people have other ideas and and you're thinking out there listening and you're like, oh, it's clearly this, shoot us an email, feedback at Doug.show and let me know. So I compared the traffic in November to December in 2021 and in 2022. So in 2020, the organic traffic increased from November to December by about 20%. In 2021, it dropped by about 13%. So that seems unusual. Mm -hmm. However, we also know that you published a lot of content in 2020 and you were age or it was aging Mm -hmm. and improving in rankings and getting more traffic. Your site was literally growing. So we don't know if it was an increase in traffic due to the retail season or from publishing more content. There's no way for us to really know for sure. We could try to track on a more granular, granular level, but it is a little difficult to tell. Then when we look at December 2020 to 2021, traffic is up by about 45%. So when you think about headlines, I could say Mm -hmm. traffic is up by 45% compared to last year, or I could say it's down by 13%. From last month. From last month. And it's interesting when you you think about how, like, I don't want to get into like the news media or anything like that. But like we can write headlines and I'm the person who checks ways. the good news site every day. So yeah. that's that's where I'm landing. <laughs> the forty-five percent. I'll take that. It's an improvement year over year. Right? Yeah. So one thing that I also noticed is when I looked at um one year to the next in December, it pretty much mirrored each other. It looked like the line right. just scooted up. So you could see a buildup towards Christmas. And then it sort of dropped off a little bit as people finished their Christmas Mm -hmm. shopping, I presume. Now, one other area that I looked at, but I didn't spend too much time is a search console because we can see how the rankings have changed over time. And it's not as pure as like tracking Mm -hmm. keywords, but it does give us like the aggregated data, which is useful. And your rankings seem to be down a little tiny bit. Like you could tell it's down a little bit. The potential silver lining here is that it looks like traffic was just down for a couple weeks in the middle of December. And it looks like things have picked back up. And we can see that both in the analytics and the search console 
based on clicks and impressions. Like it looks like maybe an algorithm update impacted you. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, air quote machine learning is catching up and people actually like your site. And there, you know, when I think about like the actual visitor behavior in general, I wouldn't say that my niche is seasonal, but I have seen, and I've talked about this with you on holidays or around holidays, typically my traffic tanks, <laughs> probably because my niche is about a hobby and we're out doing the hobbies. Um, but there is some of that that I think maybe in years past, we just didn't see as much because there wasn't as much data, as much content, things like that. And so there may be some seasonality going forward, especially on some of my top posts that are more summer focused or things like that. So like you said, there's a ton of data and there's no way to really tell like, oh, here's the answer that Google Analytics pops up in a box, you know, but it's just never going to be quite apples to apples if you're doing it with a growing site, I think is what we're seeing. Yeah. And, you know, as we talk about it, I think if you had a statistician background, like I think you probably could use some calculus and look at the growth and do Spoiler alert, guys, I don't have that. Right. And and it's funny. I'm like, oh, wait, like actually there's there's some regression, blah, 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 simulation. Like there's shit you can do. Don't say that on here. We're not doing any of that. (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of them are just formulas now. Like I think it's fairly straightforward. You just have to know what to look for. But, right, the thing that we came to, and this was sort of the philosophical point that I was making earlier basically like we can spend a lot of time and like try to figure out what happened and figure out exactly what caused it we we probably won't but maybe with some certainty we could say it's probably these five things but if we're not going to do anything directly with that then it's almost i mean a waste of time right and Mm -hmm. it could be easier to do some other stuff that will probably work in the future. We'll, we'll talk about that later, maybe not even today, right. but there may not be a huge amount of value to chase your tail and try mm-hmm. to, you know, f- find the data, especially if you don't know how, I mean, I'm now throwing out like simulations and regression and stuff like that. Right. It's like, uh, like, unless you know how to do that, like it could take a pretty long time to do it, I think. Well, and the nice thing is like, you know, it's not that, all data is confusing, right? Like clearly the things that we've been doing that are major things have taken the site from $14 a month to, you know, $9,000 in November, right? So when we just look at the big picture data, it's pretty easy to be like, you know what? We know some of the things to do. Yeah. You know, like we know what would make 2022 pretty good. So we're going to do some of those things. Like, yeah, we might nitpick and we might get some low hanging fruit, and we might like look into the the weeds on like a couple of posts that we're curious about. But in general, like the broader data, I think is really clear that what we're doing with content is working. So that still makes me very confident about it. Very good. Remind us again, how many posts are on the site? So it's about, um, and when I say posts, I'm talking about articles that I've written, but also guest posts and things like that. Um, it's about 480 So almost 500. Got it. And you started it when? I started it technically in October 2018, but I wasn't really publishing content until 
November. So I would kind of say November is when I would have seen anything happen. Okay. So it's always a quick reminder, just how much content is there. So about 480, you've been working on it for a few years. You've uh, earned, I think that I see over Mm $121,000 lifetime. And do, do you happen to know how much you have spent on the site in capital? So I don't have all the years combined. I do know that last year I spent about $20,000. Okay. Gotcha. I would say of that, the caveat on that is that a good amount of that ended up being technical troubleshooting. So when I would say like content investments, tools, systems, et cetera, probably closer to 15. Got it. Okay. And we have several questions sent in by listeners and viewers. So we'll hit those. But before we go on, any other like quick little highlights um, to mention? Um, I would just say like we, in the last, you know, basically month and a half, also crossed 2 million um, in traffic for the lifetime of the site, which is kind of cool. And, you know, between that and $120,000 lifetime earnings, I am very happy with it. Very cool. Very cool. So we'll hit these uh, handful of questions here, and then we'll talk about two additional things. One being uh, kind of a cool opportunity that popped Mm -hmm. up, which in my opinion, you can include as revenue Mm -hmm. on on this whole project, which is kind of amazing. It's a, I would say a huge amount of money for Mm -hmm. what I perceive the amount of work to be. I don't know truly what the amount of work is. You know how I do work though, Doug. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think it's a great becomes a big amount of work. (laughs) We also will talk about 2022 and what's coming up. So that's, that's what we're going to do. First question, how much time do you spend on the site? And you may want to break this into phases because I hope that it has tapered down over time. So talk about how much time you spend on the site. Sure. Um, So just for background, people that haven't been following along, I have another business as well. That is quote unquote, my full-time job. Um, It is my own business though. So again, I'm still working from home. I'm still able to have a flexible schedule. So the time I can spend on the site really fluctuates with what's going on in my other business. But I would say in general, I am typically working on the site between the hours of like six or seven in the evening to about one in the morning, Um, which is not because I'm putting in a 12 day hour of work before that by any means. Um, I like to be out during the day. That's my thing. That's why I work for myself. So I'm out doing hobbies, doing stuff with my family. My parents are here. They're getting older. Um, that's part of the reason I built the site was to have something more flexible as I spend more time doing other things. So for the most part, I'm working on the site in the evenings and that's because that's when I choose to do it. So a couple hours a day, I would say, with the exception of if I'm doing a content sprint, in which case I'm spending a lot more time on Upwork, a lot more time getting stuff into WordPress. Those are longer days. Okay. So I just want to clarify, you're probably spending about 10 hours a week on the site, roughly? Give or tip, probably 10, 20. Okay. Just depends on the week. 
and, and I just want to clarify, because you said you work on it between 6 and 1 a.m. That's just the window of time. You don't mm-hmm. work on the site for seven hours a day. Right. Like that's, I would usually put in a couple hours at night on the nights that I work on the site. Okay. So, so about that's kind of how I structure my day. But yeah, I'm not doing like seven hours a day. Okay. So about 10 hours a week or so. Mm-hmm. And has that varied over time? Like in the beginning, were you yeah. putting in a lot more? Like how much did you do, for, say, for the first six months? Um, the first six months, I was working on it almost all the time that I wasn't doing my other job. Because I enjoyed it and I had a lot to learn. Like some of that was time spent taking classes and figuring out what the heck SEO was. So I don't have to spend that kind of time necessarily now. Um, but yeah, it can be a good amount of time. It just depends how fast you want to grow it. Perfect. So for me, I wanted there to be a whole lot of content on a site that looked really good right away. So for me, it was more time up front and I was fine with that. Perfect. And I was going to say for me, it was the same way. I mean, you get obsessed mm-hmm. and you're making mm-hmm. progress and you're like creating things and right. it's pretty fun. So, I mean, I probably did 20 or 30 hours mm-hmm. a week for the first, you know, year yep. or something like that. And yep. it was a blast. You know, right. I was waking up. I don't early. regret it. I was I enjoyed excited. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long did it take to reach a hundred dollars in a single month? Good question. So, like I said, I started it technically at the end of October 2018, and I made my first hundred and seven dollars um, in February of 2019. Awesome. I interviewed you right after that, so people could check out that yeah. interview from way back. And the cool thing that I will just add on that when I was looking back at the data was that once I hit $100, the site started doubling for like the next quarter every month, which was pretty cool. And I mean, it obviously kept growing quite a bit after that. But just once I hit $100, I did see like a big uptick in the amount of growth. It's crazy. You know, four months and it's like, is this thing working? Am I am I right. making a mistake? Maybe that goes on for six or eight months. And mm-hmm. then once you get a little traction, and I tell people this, it's hard for them to believe until afterwards. But yeah, you'll see some pretty amazing growth, sometimes doubling, sometimes more for you know several months in a row. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, it obviously levels out. That is not a growth trajectory that's sustainable, but well, it's amazing. You know, when I, I know that the person only asked about a hundred dollars, but reaching a thousand dollars a month was not that far away. That was June of 2019. So yeah, that's a pretty big difference. Very cool. Do you have any big traffic pages or can you talk about the distribution of traffic? I know sometimes people will see 80, 20, um, the sites that nowadays, we're publishing so much more content. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. more spread. So what what is your traffic distribution like? So like I said before, it's probably 60, 40-ish between info and product. I would say that my top pages are a mix of both. So my very top page was, I think it was a KGR keyword that I went after like pretty early on that didn't have a bunch of traffic. And so it's just ended up ranking for a bunch more stuff. And that stayed consistently in my top 10 for like a couple of years. So there are definitely pages that have surprised me. They weren't articles that I thought would really become anything. So you kind of never know. 
it's why it's nice to go after a bunch of like good keywords, right? Things with KGR in the beginning was like all I did. Um, and currently now, like I said, it's a mix of top pages that are info versus product. Um, I do like the info pages just because I can rank for some bigger questions on Google that I didn't think were going to be possible. So that's pretty fun to see, but I like having a mix of both. Okay. And I think the question was more, and if you mentioned it in there, I kind of missed it, Mm -hmm. but is there like one or two pages that get like the majority of your traffic or is it a pretty big, like good spread throughout? How many pages make up the top? Um, no, I would say there's maybe five pages that are noticeably higher and contribute more to the site. And after that, it's like the breadth of the whole site makes up the rest of my revenue. So it's not, it's not a site where, you know, I have 500 pieces of content and 480 of them aren't doing anything. Like everything does kind of pull its weight. Okay. Is that... It's yeah. so funny. I can tell you don't look at your analytics at all. I no. I looked this up. <laughs> I looked this up just mm-hmm. to get a gauge and a little bit of an idea what was going on. We'll say maybe over the last quarter or so. And what are you doing by traffic or by revenue? By traffic. Just by traffic. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By traffic. And roughly it looks like maybe there are six pages seven pages that get about 18% of the traffic and the rest is, you know, spread throughout. And I was going to say like the top traffic page that is not your homepage gets 6% of the traffic over the last quarter. So that kind of what I said. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, people want numbers. Yeah. Yeah. People want numbers because I mean, it, it ends up not being 80, 20. It's like, of course, like, you know, right. got a handful of pages, but here's the reason why I'm, I'm drilling down to the exact mm-hmm. numbers. Uh, number one, it's right there. All mm-hmm. you have to do, it's, it's, uh, easy for people to check that out, but some people will have like a page that's like 30% of their traffic. And that's a right. problem because if it drops right. by like one position, I don't have that. Yeah. So you're pretty sheltered and that's why like if, you know, we, we see <laughs> so many ways, Doug. <laughs> yep. Your rankings dropped, mm-hmm. but it was just across the board, maybe right. a handful of pages, but it was it was a handful and you're still getting so much traffic across your other four hundred and you know seventy-five pages, right. basically. So that's people want the details. So that's why well, we do it. And I think, you know, once we're looking at January planning for twenty twenty two, that's one reason that we might get more into the data is looking at content that could be doing more work for me that already exists. So we'll have to look and see which pages could be contributing more. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And before we, before we get to the 2022 plans, Mm -hmm. we have kind of a cool development and an opportunity that popped up. So can you talk Mm -hmm. about that? Yeah. So The interesting thing about outreach, which I know a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with, uh, because it is super manual, usually, we do like a pretty steady drumbeat of outreach, just one-off. A lot of it is to social media influences, things like that. We invite guest posts. We do all of that. Um, It's been good for our backlinking. I've talked about that in the past. 
But the cool thing that happened last couple of months was that a major um, retailer within my niche reached out, I think on Instagram and, you know, was basically like, Hey, we'd love to do something with you. And I assumed it would be like, Hey, send me a pair of whatever clothes and we'll do a review or something, which is usually what it is. Um, but it was such a, a big name brand that I was like, yeah, I will absolutely get on a phone call with you, even though I don't do phone calls except with you. So, um, that ended up snowballing into like meeting a group of people that I really like. Um, I'm going to visit one of them in like two weeks in California to hang out. And I basically landed like a copywriting retainer with that company for 2022. That'll probably bring in 40 or $50,000. So even though it's not, it's not affiliate income, it's not ad income. Um, it does show that, you just never know where some of that outreach stuff is going to go. So that's really fun. And it, for me, like it is a lot of work. However, it's the first time I've had like a decent amount of work that was in an area of like real interest. Right. right? So it's, it's not like your day job kind of work. It's something that I actually am interested in. So very that's cool. cool. And I want to highlight that because people, and actually, I have some friends who maybe have kind of similar backgrounds as us where mm-hmm. we we had pretty decent corporate jobs and they're like, yeah. ah, you know what? I don't know if I want to try this thing because I'm not sure if it's going to work or maybe it'll take a little while. Yep. And I'm just, I, I don't know if I even want to try, but you've worked on this site for like three mm-hmm. years and then this pretty cool opportunity came up, which you probably, I mean, it's fun. Like if this would have popped mm-hmm. up years ago when maybe you had a job you didn't like, you're like, I'll do it for free. Like, I I don't care. Like, I just want to talk about this. Right. You people are fun. And I want to like interact with this community. And I've seen it doing, you know, my blog and podcast Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm learning. Like there seems to be people that enjoy, you know, consuming it as well, but it's like opportunities like three or five years down the road. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you can't plan for that. You just have to do things and, and try things. You don't know if it's going to work. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, this is an opportunity that no no one else could even try to do. Right. Like, it, it probably wasn't in a position that they were like trying to hire. Like it probably wasn't no. like blasted out on a job it's boards. Like, yeah. No. I literally mentioned it was on our very initial call and I was asking how big their team was. I was like, so how many writers, how many designers? And they were like, we don't have a writer. <laughs> and I was just like, send me the stuff. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll write your stuff. What are you doing? So it was really just super casual. And I just really like the people and obviously like what they do. And like my goal, right, is to spend more of my time doing the stuff that I like. Same as your goal. Same as pretty much everyone's goal. And I just feel like this gets me a step closer. So I'm excited to do it. And no, I did not see it coming. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing. And I, I'll give one other like small tangent. There mm-hmm. is someone I'm going to interview soon, Vivi mm-hmm. Tan for the other podcast. Oh, uh-huh. and She had uh, an engineering job, like a, a pretty good job, but she didn't enjoy it. Quit and 
took some freelance classes into graphic design, a few other things. She dabbled in YouTube and some other social media areas. And then she ended up um, applying for a job with a, I guess, like a a social media sort of uh, platform called Personal Finance. I forget the name. But basically, she came on as like an admin and an assistant. Mm-hmm. Part of her salary, which wasn't as good as her engineering gig, but it was sure. better than her freelancing. Part of her salary was going to be a bonus based mm-hmm. on company performance. So she ended up making like a shitload more than she would have. And it's with people she wants to work with. She's yep. doing something she enjoys. And it was like from taking a chance to like do something. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I think. She struggled some because her family and friends were like, why are you quitting this great job? You've worked towards it for a long time. So I definitely had those conversations as well. And so did you probably. Yeah. You know, funny enough, no no one like my wife, that's about it. Go ahead. (laughs) So, yeah, I do think you have to be the kind of person that's willing to take calculated risk. Right. But again, I think we've talked about this before. It's like risk based on whether I can do a good job or not. Like that doesn't seem that risky, you know, comparatively. So I feel pretty good about that. Right. Like I I trust myself to do a pretty good job. I'm pretty scrappy. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's, what's in store for 2022? I know the last time we talked, we said maybe we'll have some things outlined, but Mm -hmm. we're, we're not there yet. So what, what ideas are on the table for 2022? Yeah. So what I really liked about 2021, um, I think, I think people found it generally interesting and useful to go through the whole case study with us. And I definitely found a level of accountability with that as well. So I do want to have kind of a big overarching goal for 2022 that is pretty lofty. In general, like it could be about income, right? So if I made 75 this year, maybe it's, you know, can I make 100K? But then again, and this is what we talked about earlier is just maybe there's a different kind of goal around growing the site itself and then let that organically turn into whatever financial lift that becomes. So one of the things I do want to do is get back to doing some major content additions. I have literally a list sitting here of hundreds of articles that I've already done the research on and want to do. So that would be a component I think there would also be a component of how do I get more out of the content I already have, right? So I do want to be honest about the fact that I have, you know, 500 articles, which ones of them could be doing more. So I would just say if people have ideas about what they do want to see, what things would be helpful from a process perspective to be able to replicate yourselves. If you want me to try different things, I'm happy to do that. Um, I just think we have a lot of levers we could pull now. So that's why it's been kind of hard to narrow down what the big goal will be. But I think it will be a combination of growing the site content with new articles versus getting more out of the content that we already have. Okay. And just a quick, uh, I guess, reminder. 
if you have ideas in the audience, you can let us know either YouTube comments if you're watching over there or send an email feedback at Doug.show if you're if you're thinking, hey, it'd be really cool to see this kind of a content sprint or I'm you know, still interested in, you know, the course in selling your own course since it did mm-hmm. so well in November. And we, we didn't talk about that, but no, no sales in December, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. But there were, we there didn't no, send any emails about it either. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's in directly a vacuum. correlated. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So we will figure that out. We'll probably have some discussions offline and then come back and we'll, we'll keep doing updates and hear how the site's going. So Christy, anything else before we finish up? No, just thanks everybody for following along. It's been a year of ups and downs for sure. But I think, you know, being able to, to top out at 107% growth is really awesome. And only because I felt accountable to doing all the things every single month. So thanks, guys. (laughs) Congratulations, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.